Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and joining me, as always, is the heel of my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the uh, broad panties match to my Texas death match, Stephen Davidson. <laughs> How's it going, Steve? I'm, I don't know what to think, knowing that you see me that way. <laughs> wow. Well, after all this time. You're, this is how this is how you tell me this is uh, when you just hit record. I know, right? You're the better luck. You're, you're the better looking of the of the two of us. So that's why well, you get yeah. you get the brawn panties moniker. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm here. I am here. I'm tired. I had a very fun but tiring and expensive weekend. Um, <laughs> Did not did not uh, end up meeting Ty Conti. I did walk by her, right by her, a couple of times, like to the point where I had to shift to the side to not bump into her. Um, but uh, no, it got to the point where every dollar started to count. So uh, <laughs> I, I decided to, to that I needed those dollars uh, for the comic book things that I was buying. But uh, I did see uh, Ty and and Sammy and Darby. Um, cool tie up close the other two from a distance yeah very cool but yeah so i'm here and it's another busy weekend coming up but uh yeah here to talk some wrestling oh yeah yeah i guess by the time everybody's actually listening to this uh i'm sure a lot of our listeners if they're geeks like us have probably checked out the suicide squad hopefully i know uh we'll both uh have seen it (laughs) by the time this uh this goes out yeah um but yeah, I've seen it in IMAX, and that's Last awesome. Yeah. I, I unfortunately will just be on the HBO Max side, but uh, mm-hmm. but I am I am envious of of you getting to check it out on IMAX for yeah, sure. Looking forward to it. I haven't been in this theater in a while, so I'm excited for it. Excellent, excellent. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, you know, hey, we are happy to be back. We were off last week, of course, because again, you were at that convention, which is very mm-hmm. very cool. But we're back this week, so we got. Uh, Plenty to talk about, stuff to discuss. A lot of stuff has happened um, mm-hmm. for us to talk about. But I guess we'll jump in first with, as always, one of our favorite things, which is our three-count segment. We love it because we came up with it. Anyway, uh, it was my challenge uh, uh, that was postponed but for this week, which was our top three SmackDown matches. We had done the top three Raw matches on the, the show previous. So I said, let's keep it simple. Let's move it to SmackDown and do our top threes there. And I guess since it was my challenge, that means you, sir, have to go first. What do you got at number three? I'm going to surprise you. Oh, boy. I'm going to uh, include someone that I generally don't include in these and someone that really I'm not even that big of a fan of. Okay. As As my number three choice for top SmackDown matches, Randy Orton. Okay. Versus Christian, May 6, 2011. So wh- uh, what, what problem do you have with Christian? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's a religion thing. 
Ah, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, I don't even now know. Now we're what gonna that get meant. canceled. <laughs> I don't even know what it meant. <laughs> His name's Christian. That's that's it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I have no idea what that meant. Um, so this was right after, and by right after, I mean two days after Christian for the first time had won the world heavyweight championship in a ladder match against Alberto Del Rio. And uh, two days later on SmackDown, uh, at least. It was taped two days later. I think aired four days later. Um, he had to defend that championship against Randy Orton. This was a face versus face match. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, only this one. This launched a rivalry. And this was really the only one that was face versus face as uh, Orton beats him and takes his title. Two days after he wins it, huge emotional victory. Um, I wasn't happy about that, but the match was tremendous. In fact, this is my favorite Randy Orton rivalry ever because I thought they had amazing chemistry and every match they had was great. I do think this was my favorite of, of the matches. Um, uh, I, I like the rivalry for the match quality. Uh, Christian only won one of their matches and that was by disqualification. And that was in a match where if he won by disqualification, he won the championship. So that's how he regained the championship. Oh, that's is, right. Uh, by disqualification. Yeah. But then Orton just took it back. Um, so, eh. but the, the match quality was tremendous. This is what led to the one more match phrase that Christian became known for. Uh, he kept getting match after match and he just always wanted one more match. Um, this match in particular was, was absolutely tremendous. It was back and forth and no, no shenanigans. And one of the few, one of the few RKOs that I actually didn't see coming. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, I was impressed by this. And uh, again, even if there's someone I'm not a huge fan of, I'll admit it when they do something I like. And I'd like what Randy Orton did here with Christian. Excellent. That's a good choice. I had completely forgot about that one. Um, Wasn't even anywhere near my uh, list of ones I was narrowing down. But no, that is a great, great choice. Um, Yeah, I did. I love the chemistry between Orton and and Christian. I thought they did very, very well. and I'd forgotten about this one. I remembered the it changing hands by DQ that match. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, but I'd forgotten about this one on SmackDown. That's a great choice. Great choice. Uh, my number three going to 2001, May 24th. And uh, of course, at SummerSlam 2000, we got the very first TLC match followed by the sequel at WrestleMania 17. And then we got TLC three on live, oh, well, taped or live TV, network TV on SmackDown. And we added a fourth team with Benoit and Jericho. Of course, they were the champions going into this, taking on uh, Edge and Christian, the Dudleys and the Hardy Boys. This was just crazy that we got this on, on free TV. Yeah. This match was insane. It, didn't, it wasn't quite the spot fest that we got at the pay-per-views prior. And that's understandable, but still some great stuff going on in this match. People still going through tables. Uh, I think there was a, what, a lion tamer on top of the, the ladder or the walls of Jericho, technically, you know, the same yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, a spear from edge from one top of the ladder to, to Jericho, who was on another ladder, even though that was, that spot always made me laugh because Jericho starts setting up the ladder to go up to it. But he's like, six feet out of position 
Like there's why he even started climbing the ladder. If you oh, look yeah. at it. Oh, right, right, it's right. Way yeah. far. There's no it's way. Not he, under, it's not under the chair. He wouldn't have been able to reach the belt right. at the top of that ladder. There's no way. Yeah. So it was definitely for the spot, but still. Um, that's something I don't even know that I I picked that up the first time when it happened back in 2001 mm-hmm. when watching this. Yeah. But when I rewatched it uh, earlier today, I was just like, <laughs> it just made me chuckle. Yeah. Um, Jericho and Benoit retain their titles in this match. It's about 20 minutes, but it's a hard hitting 20 minutes. And again, crazy that we got this for free. Yeah. But they put this yeah. on TV. And that's yeah. one of the reasons I chose number three on this one. Yeah, I remember that match. And, and yeah, it was definitely a surprise that we were we were seeing that on SmackDown and not a pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, good good call. Um, okay, for my number two, I'm jumping up a little bit to okay. 2003. Okay. September 18th, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Iron Man match. Boom. Iron, Iron Man matches are my favorite gimmick matches. I love them. And uh, this was a tremendous one. Um, we had a number of falls and uh, both guys looked good. Um, Lesnar getting the win at the end. Uh, they had a series of matches uh, that year and, and they were all good and arguably, I don't know which one is the best. It's up to, to it's, it's, it's in the eye of the beholder. Yes. But this would definitely be in that conversation um, I remember this was right after I moved to the town that I live in now, like, like, um, yeah, like days oh, after wow. I moved to the town I live in now. Yeah. And uh, I kind of remember it for that as well. But I mean, come on, it's Kurt Angle in an Ironman match. And this wasn't one of those cheap 30 minute Ironman matches that they do now. No, this was the full 60 minutes. Yes. And um, between two, two of the best. And you know, people like to pretend that Brock Lesnar can't wrestle and those people are full of garbage because he is a tremendous wrestler and he showed it in this match i agree and uh it's also my number two. <laughs> oh, excellent <laughs> so yeah um and like you say that you know everybody harps on, on lesnar is wrestling he's phenomenal in the ring he's great as a character too and i think he showed a lot of that in this match too because the whole uh you know he wasn't he wasn't there for the spirit of competition. He was trying to cheat and, and, and cut every corner he could in getting falls, which I think was great. And this, this is something that shows the, to the hype that they put behind this. As I went back and watched this today, um, the intro at the top of the show by McMahon at the beginning of this episode of SmackDown, where he hypes this match is like, this is, this is a big deal. Yeah. Here you go. You've got a, a legit, Olympic gold medalist and the beast Brock Lesnar going one-on-one in a one hour Ironman match for the title. Crazy. Yeah. You got the boss out there hyping it. Of course that tied into with, cause undertaker uh, comes in and kind of interrupts him at the end, furthering a storyline that's going on there. Um, as undertaker was kind of embroiled in that world title picture at the time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is just crazy. Uh, it ends up uh, five to four Lesnar wins. The finish yeah. is great. Um, you've got angle who starts to do German suplex. It's like five or six in a row without letting go. And then Lesnar grabs the ref, pulls him close, gets a low blow on angle with less than a minute to go. And then angle whips on the ankle lock real quick, hoping to get a tie, but Lesnar doesn't give up and time runs out. 
and Lesnar ends up winning. Phenomenal match. Wait, you mean you don't have to give up right as an Iron Man match is about to end? That's right. You don't have to. You should it, be able. To, I mean, it makes. It, does it make sense not to? Maybe. Yeah, I think it makes sense that you don't because it's like let me. I can give up now and lose everything, or I can endure this pain for literally three seconds. Yeah, yeah. If only they booked <laughs> Sasha the way they booked Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but hey, that's that's that that's for other people <laughs> to decide, even though it's wrong. Uh, anyway, and the same person, <laughs> the same person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, fantastic choice at number two. This could easily be number one on a lot of lists, I think. It, it, yeah, I was. It, it was almost my number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so great, great choice at number two. Love it, love it, love it. What is your number one, sir? All right, my number one actually ties in to uh, one of the matches on my top three Raw match ah, uh, three okay. count. Uh, as here we've got one of the singles match versions of the tag match I chose. We've got Stone Cold Steve Austin defending the WWE Championship against Chris Benoit, May 31st, mm. 2001. So this was uh, right after Benoit and Jericho had taken the championships, hacking championships from the two-man power trip, Steve Austin and Triple H. And um, on Raw, earlier in the same week, Austin defended against Benoit. And that was a tremendous match as well. And it felt like Benoit was going to win the match. And he didn't. And then they announced during the week, rematch on SmackDown. And then it really felt like Benoit was going to win. <laughs> I think we were all convinced we're going to get a new champion. Benoit's going to do it. And it felt like it too. During the match, it felt like it. And uh, it didn't happen, but it was tremendous. It was just tremendous wrestling beginning to end. Um, there were chairs involved and McMahon got involved and, uh, McMahon hit Earl Hebner with a chair and it just, it went a little crazy. And, uh, but the more, the more stuff like that happened, the more it felt like Benoit was going to win. And then just Austin pulls it out at the end. And this was in Canada to top it off. So that made it feel even more like Benoit was going to win. And so it was definitely thrilling. And, uh, if, if you haven't, seen that match and and you can bring yourself to watch a Chris Benoit match I would definitely seek it out May 31st 2001 on Smackdown nice good choice yeah um yeah I forgot that they did that that succession of matches yeah uh, just bam 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 uh but you're right yeah you kind of felt like man they keep going back to this so there's got to be a different outcome coming yeah and like, then uh, and then that King of the Ring they did the triple threat with Benoit and Jericho against Austin well, Benoit versus Jericho versus Austin. And that match just wasn't very good. I don't know what happened that mm-hmm. night at King of the Ring, but it was just dull and the crowd was dead and just didn't work. But everything that led up to it was fire. Mm. But yeah, so crazy. But yeah, good choice. Good choice at number one. I like it. Uh, we do not share number one this time, of course. Um, and actually, I was, I was kind of surprised. I, I had pegged number one for you to be Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. I, thought uh, I, 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 I considered putting the, it on the list. The one after Hell in a Cell. Right. When they right. had the rematch. I thought that yeah. might be your number one, but, yeah. um, but for me, my number one goes back to 2009, August 28th, CM Punk in a steel cage versus Jeff Hardy. Loser yeah. 
leaves town. Yeah. Um, this storyline in general was just crazy because of how they really um, and and you know WWE's been known to do it uh, and still does it, but really introducing real world events kind of into their storytelling and personal lives, personal lives, and the the demons that Hardy had at the time and continued to have after this. Um, uh, it was crazy how they did it. And you had the straight edge gimmick. Well, not really gimmick. Cause he, he really was straight edge. I won't say yeah. gimmick, but that was the character that they were really hammering that in. Right. Um, and some great leading up to this match, some great promo stuff, some great uh, story work leading up to the match. And you just, it was one of those, you couldn't see either of these guys leaving mm-hmm. especially not jeff hardy being the huge fan favorite you're just like no there's no way so you get to the end of the match and they're fighting there at the top of the cage and punk gives him the eye poke slams his head in the on the top of the cage thing and he falls down nut shots him on the top rope <laughs> as he falls and then Cade and then uh, punk kind of dangles and then drops to the floor and you can hear a little bit of the crowd kind of erupt because it's the end of the match as you normally get. And then it's like the air gets sucked out of the arena and everybody's just kind of like, it sets in like, Oh, Oh, wait a minute. This is, Oh crap. <laughs> Hardy's gone. Um, and it like, it wasn't, it was legit. I mean, this was Hardy's last night. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, until he and uh, his brother returned at mania. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it was just nuts to think about. It was great for Punk, uh, winning the title and uh, helping his career, which he was great at anyway. Uh, but to also think that two years later, uh, we'd have Hardy and Sting in the 2011 Victory Road incident, mm-hmm. and you know the art or life imitating art, whatever, however you want to say how it bleeds over. Yeah, he legitimately comes to the ring completely screwed up. Yeah. Um, And yeah, but this match itself and the storytelling that led to this match, I really, really love. Yeah. Um, And that's why it was my number one. And I I was already a a punk fan at this point and wanted him to win. And yeah, I remember the crowd being so disappointed and how I delighted in their anguish. Now, one thing as I watched it back tonight uh, or today was that you know how at the end of the show, they put up the little graphic. Yeah. You, you know, it's the end of the show. It's like, uh, WWE, blah, 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 trademark. It showed that, but then it kept going. So I don't know if this is something that's just for the network where they went back and let the footage stay in. Hmm. Cause I don't remember this going on. Uh, Cause if it, if you take that, then it ends punk celebrating. He's walking up the, the ramp and he's, you know, kind of hugging the title blah, blah, blah. And that's where the little lower third comes in. Mm-hmm. And then that went away and it came back to Hardy in the ring and he cuts a little like farewell promo. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, Hey, it sucks, but that's it. Uh, at least my brother's still here. There'll still be a Hardy on this program, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then he says, thank you to everybody walks up the ramp and then punk hits him with the belt knocks him down again to a chorus of booze and then walks off. I don't remember that being part of the original show. <laughs> I don't either. I'm pretty I th- sure. I think they left wasn't. that in. 
which yeah. is kind of interesting. Yeah. Easter yeah. Egg. yeah. Um, and, and that's cool. And sometimes they would do that on DVDs. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, in fact, I, I think, and I'm looking it up to be sure that I'm not remembering incorrectly, but I think um, there's a DVD that has the full Iron Man match as well between uh, Angle and Lesnar, not cutting out the commercial breaks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Um, but I, yeah, I'm not going to swear to it because I, I can't. I don't have it right in front of me. But I, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere you can find that. That's cool. That, yeah. Very very cool. Well, yeah. Uh, what is your challenge for next week, sir? All right. So we're we're hearing some rumblings about maybe a Queen of the Ring tournament happening Ooh, yeah. later this year and maybe that'll happen maybe it won't happen but it got me thinking what tournaments have i enjoyed the most throughout the years hmm. so i'm curious i want to know your three favorite tournaments not not generally speaking i'm not talking like king of the ring is my favorite tournament like which king of the ring? you know king of the it, ring it, 2000 whatever or right yeah. or king of the ring 1990 whatever yeah yeah so specific tournaments which three are your favorites from any promotion, any year, whenever, whatever. Yeah, cool. I like that one. That's that's different. I like it. Favorite tournaments. I dig it. Single elimination, round robin, doesn't matter. If it's a tournament, it counts. Okay, rock on. Um, Cool. We'll tune in next week. We'll have our three favorite tournaments. But yeah, that's our three count. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's get into the show proper. Um, Again, as it became a staple when we got to the when we started the show, uh, starting with a little bit of sad news. I don't know that you may not have even seen this, um, but uh, we lost another wrestling legend this week in Jody Hamilton. passes passed away uh, shortly after going into hospice care. Um, and if you don't know, for the name doesn't ring a bell, uh, Jody Hamilton was the father of Nick Patrick. Uh, famous referee for WCW and WWE. Uh, he's best known from his days in the NWA territories where he held multiple championships, but he was best known as being referred to as the masked assassin. Right. Um, he also went on to become uh, a WCW power plant coach and had a lot of influence and helped develop Kevin Nash, uh, Paul White, Goldberg, and DDP. And I guess the most recently while he was in the wrestling industry, he was, uh, he ran WWE's developmental territory, deep South wrestling until 2007. Um, but another legend gone. Um, so, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to, to Nick and the family. Uh, and again, hate to see another loss like this in the wrestling family, but yeah, uh, I never really got to see him perform as, as the mass assassin or one of the assassins when he was part of that tag team. So Never got to see him in the ring, but he definitely left a footprint. Yeah. And again, as one of those, it caught my eye and I just wanted to cover it because, you know, we cover a lot of the big, huge losses that we have. And here's a guy who, huge name at the time, but a lot of modern fans probably have never heard of to also help them in, in understanding some of the history that goes into this uh, pro wrestling that we love so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so outside of that, let's move on to to other things. I won't say... <laughs> 
I won't say more pleasant things because one of the first things we have to talk about. Well, not as bad as a death. No, not as bad as a death. <laughs> yeah. But not necessarily good news. Right. Uh, which is Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Out of nowhere gets released by the WWE. You texted me this and I was just like, what? Yeah. Scooby moment like makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. And uh, this was, I, I, I'm still kind of beside myself on this. I do not understand it one bit. Word is that Nick Khan is just really, really over anxious about balancing the books. And he's just really worried that some people are being paid too much. And so he's releasing people and, and Vince has given him power to, to release people and he's released Bray and he's released uh, Braun yeah. and, and main eventers because of that. And I got to say, I, the reasoning that like, I, I have no reason not to believe that because we're kind of seeing evidence of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it's true, but I, I'm not going to sit here and swear it's not true. But I've got to say, if it is true, he, he, he's not thinking it through because if, if you want to make a profit, how about not releasing one of your biggest merch sellers? Yeah. Bray moves merch. That was un, undoubtedly clear. Um, with the Fiend gimmick and everything else, the, the, the Fiend merchandise through the roof one of their top sellers uh and granted yeah he hasn't been on tv because of some people say maybe because of an injury who knows something but we hadn't seen him since mania um i know he wanted a little bit of time to get over to, to kind of process Brody lee's passing as well yeah that was part of it i think and and perfectly understandable mm-hmm. i completely get that um but yeah just it, it the whole budgetary cuts excuse that we've been given with a lot of these and again i i still think it's an excuse but it could be one that nick Khan totally believes that's what i'm thinking yeah um but at the same time why not try to before you get because it seems like this just comes out of left field you know just all of a sudden boom they're gone boom they're gone so why not renegotiate why not sit there and say, okay, well, because of budgetary reasons, we figure we can't really pay, but we do want to keep you. We love your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you maybe stay on and we restructure your deal? You don't have yeah. to do as many dates and we'll pay a little bit less here or, you know, whatever yeah. you have to I'm do. With you. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And to be fair with someone like a Braun or a Bray, that could still be the plan. Mm-hmm. It could be that they've been let go and then, in a month or two months, whatever down the line, they show back up because they or they knew they were going to re-sign anyway, but there's nothing for right now. And they wait and they get a renegotiated contract for later. Now, I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's possible. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we've seen it with Samoa Joe. Well, that's true. Samoa and we Joe. Don't, we don't know what they did with their contract, but we have seen people who were recently released, recently released already come back. It's very true. So it is possible. It is very, very possible. But yeah, it's just, I, it's the one thing with Nick Khan that it concerns me a lot with what he's doing, especially because of, 
how it's affecting the morale of the rest of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, several well, apparently the networks are upset about this too. Yeah, and the network's not real happy either. Neither, neither of them. Yeah, about this happening. And they weren't real happy hearing about the possibility of Punk and Brian possibly going to AEW either. Um, just because big names that they feel could have been on their programming. And now it's being made a big deal. Now, again, neither, neither of those things has happened yet. So, again, I don't know that WWE could really do anything about them anyway. That's true, because it's not like either of them were actually, I mean, Punk, obviously not under contract. He's been a right. free agent forever. But Brian fulfilled all of his obligations. He's a free agent. Couldn't yeah. do anything there other than try to throw more money at him. Right. Keep him there. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Nick Khan's throwing more money at anybody right now. No, no. But then people like Braun, people like Bray, um, who are fan favorites, regardless of you know what you think, they had a, a good fan following. Um, but then to just be like, eh, we'll get rid of them. Bam, bam, yeah. gone. And then again, you've got reports. And again, I just say reports because none of this has been quoted officially by anybody. And I would understand that it wouldn't be because you don't want to be the guy that's called out for saying this in a company. But some people have said that it makes them worry for their jobs because if top guys are just getting let go while willy nilly, what, what security do I have? Yeah. I don't think anybody needs to come out and say that. I I mean, I think anybody would think that way in any company where this is happening. So not just wrestling. I'm talking whether you're working at, you know, office max, I mean, any, yeah, it would definitely have an effect, that sort of effect on on morale. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, lots of crazy stuff going on with Nick Khan. And uh, yeah, and it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense right now. Uh, maybe it will eventually, but I highly doubt it. I'm, I've, I'm losing a lot of faith in the upper management of WWE. On I feel like we'll side. get the story, but not for years. Yeah. Something we probably won't get the the one hundred percent behind the music kind of yeah. treatment. Eventually, eventually, on. Conrad will have one of these people on a podcast. Yeah, and and we'll we'll drag the story out of them, but it's going to be a while. Yeah, I look forward to that though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do want to know about it, but it's going to be a while. But yeah, so crazy stuff going on with Bray Wyatt. Uh, obviously, his options are wide open. Oh yeah, uh, any company would be great grateful to have him. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly with Mick Foley's comments on this, that uh, he said that Vince let a visionary and a true wrestling genius go Mm -hmm. because you think about this stuff with a fiend, whether you liked it or not, Hey, that's up to personal preference and taste. I get it. But these were creations of Bray Wyatt's. Mm -hmm. This wasn't WWE creative. And that's one of the reasons that Vince probably didn't push it very hard. Or kept it very 50-50 is because it wasn't something that came from his team and his creative. And they are well known for taking a big old poo-poo on anybody getting over themselves. Hey, watch your language. I know, right? Poo-poo. Language. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah, you know, new GCW heavyweight champion Matt Cardona is going to need some challengers. It's true. It's very true. Up there. Yeah. How about that? Talk about a guy who got over on his own. Woo 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 woo! You know it, guy who beat Nick Gage 
for the yeah. GCW title. That is so, that's one of the best stories ever. It's, it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, it, it, it I love it because it's making people so mad. That's what, yeah, I know. Uh, I, again, so I delight pissed. in their anguish. <laughs> the yeah. amount of stuff that gets thrown in that ring, it reminded me of Hogan at Bash at the Beach. Oh, no, it was, but this was far worse. Like, this was ridiculous. Like, yeah. Somebody threw a, a pizza cutter. Yeah. Through a pe- what if it hit him in the throat? For real? Yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, those people are insane, and I'm glad they're upset. <laughs> um, let's talk about big returns. We had a very, very big return this past finally Friday on SmackDown. It finally happened. We've been expecting it for weeks, and finally, Sasha. Banks. Although I did say it wouldn't happen at the music festival, I was right. Yes, you were correct. Yeah, and I do want to. I do want to kind of talk. In fact, let's talk about that real quick before we get into Sasha. What did you think of uh, the the Rolling Loud presentation? Um, I understood why they did it. It certainly got a lot of eyes on the product that wouldn't have been on the product. It's exposure, it's publicity, and it was good exposure and good publicity. Um, A lot of people there clearly had no idea what they were looking at. Nope. <laughs> um, but I mean, look at how many people were there though, right? You get a small percentage of that to check your product out. You know, be that's win. growth. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a win. And I saw fan reports that said from people who were there that said it wasn't as bad as it came across on TV um, and that they the, the crowd there got more interested when the women came out, which not surprising for a variety of reasons mm-hmm. um and actually kind of got into bianca and carmella um so it, it, there were no mics in that crowd so you know we couldn't hear if they were responding to anything and it was an um, open air venue which open air venue sound yeah. doesn't travel very well right so um, it didn't come across well on tv and i'm not saying that the crowd was rabid for it but uh, from what i have read it wasn't as bad as it looked to us so good exposure i would prefer they not do it often things like that often but i understand why they did it yeah see overall yeah i'm the same way it's like good exposure i understand why you did it um again i again with reports that we're reading not as bad as it came off um with other people in the tenant said that one of the bad parts was is that you know they aired or they went on with these matches right before a musical guest that everybody was really, really waiting for. Yeah. And so people were kind of itching to get to that, which is why we got some of the chance yeah. that we got. But uh, I thought the ladies killed it. No mm-hmm. surprise there. So, hey. But yeah, leading into that, yes, Sasha didn't return there, but boom, she does return this past week um, to make the save as Bianca is getting beat up by... Um, Carmella and Zelina. Yeah, Carmella and Zelina setting up a tag match for later in the night, and you know she makes a save, big hugs, lots of emotion, calling back to WrestleMania, and you know since and they accepted the SB award the together. SB yeah, I think that's really what they were playing off of. Yeah, yeah, which was yeah. really good. And then you know they 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 win the match, and afterwards, you know, you're just waiting for it. You know it's happening. You're waiting yeah. for it. And they don't disappoint. She does hit her with uh, the backstabber and then puts her in the bank statement. 
Yeah. And it's definitely. She did a great job of that, by the way, because usually when you know it's coming, you can see them getting in position for it. And it's really obvious. And it wasn't like she, she hit that backstabber very quickly out of nowhere and didn't telegraph it. Like if you didn't know it was coming, you would have been surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause like, I remember, cause I was expecting I'm like, where's it going to happen? Where's it going to happen? And then she did it. I was like, okay, that's not where I thought it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it was done very, very well. And I would assume this is going to roll into her versus Sasha at SummerSlam. I would Bianca think so, yeah. You'd have to think that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great to have Sasha back. Glad yeah. that they're keeping her in the heel persona. Mm-hmm. She is mm-hmm. way better as a heel than she is a face. Not that she's bad, but I think she's definitely a better. She's heel. just so good as a heel. Yeah, so good she's as an a especially heel. good heel. Yeah, better than most. Um, um we we oh, oh by the way we need to, we probably should mention Bray was released but Ric Flair yeah Ric Flair uh which apparently uh he asked for his release mm-hmm. yeah and was granted it uh and there was a lot of speculation because very quickly after it was reported people were like well no it's actually he was fired but then Rick did take to social media himself. And actually say no. Capitalized every word like he always does. Yep. What is that? It's like that takes actual effort. Yeah. And I'm just like, Rick, you're Rick Flair. Get somebody to be your social media manager. (laughs) I don't understand why every word Uh, is capitalized. Yeah. But uh, he did say that no, it was uh, his decision. There's other stuff that he wants to be doing. Um, And you know, there was no problems. He's released and he thanked WWE for everything they've done with him. He said, he's uh, not angry. He's, yeah, he's not, not upset angry. about anything. That's what he not said. Yeah. Um, Cause it, reports had come out that he was really mad about some booking stuff that was going on with Charlotte. <laughs> um, but which is just ridiculous. <laughs> right. Like how insane. How are you, be? how are you upset about <laughs> them giving her everything? Right. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. And again, Charlotte is phenomenally talented. I'm not taking anything away from her, but Jesus, <laughs> if yeah. you're going to complain yeah. about something, it shouldn't be how they're booking your daughter. Right <laughs> now, right. if he now if this now, I think what it stems from were these are probably old reports where he was upset about the booking with the Lacey Evans storyline. Mm-hmm. That I would believe, mm-hmm. but it can't be current product <laughs> with no. Charlotte. No, no. And here's the thing: people are people are speculating anyway. Despite this, yeah, they're, they're, oh, maybe it was this, maybe it's that. I think he's really mad. Um, like you just said, he's mad about the booking. And this is what drives me crazy: people are going to listen to those speculations above the statement from Flair himself. Yeah, it's like you got to you got to take it at face value, folks. And then, yeah, yeah you just have to. Yeah, it's, it's come on. It's like the man himself said, it's cool. It's all good. Put it to bed. It's done. Yeah, it's done. It's I'll tell done. you what, though, I do because they, they air all the time. Uh, I'm sure it's everywhere as they're probably a big partner. I love the uh, the flare commercials that we get sometimes. Oh, yeah. With uh, L.A. Night. With L.A. Night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are so awesome. <laughs> Those make me laugh every time. Um, but yeah, flare getting released as well crazy well asking for and being granted his release he'll be uh, back he'll be back I, <laughs> he's always back i wouldn't be surprised if flair shows up in AEW. no all of his old buddies are over there right now between yeah. blanchard sting yeah he could come in Arn. and do something heck i would bring him Horseman. 
and let him uh, run around with Andrade. A little tongue in cheek. Ah, uh-huh. I think yeah. that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would totally do that. Yeah, no, no but offense, bar- barring, but barring something crazy or something disastrous, he'll be back. He yeah. always comes back. Yeah, he'll, I mean, he'll he he is what he'll be welcome back to the WWE forever, unless he goes to AEW and cuts just like the worst promo ever on WWE. Uh, even then, I think. even then they'd probably let <laughs> yeah. him back. I mean, that we're talking about a company that let Warrior come back and they put him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I, I think I, I think it's safe to say Flair at some point will be back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so big return from Sasha setting up what we assume is going to be a big SummerSlam match, a return from WrestleMania with her and Bianca. Two weeks no Liv Morgan though. That's irking me. Yeah. The absence of Liv Morgan is uh and i i think this is a problem that i've noticed it seems that wwe has is they can't focus on unless you have unless you're moving to a program that's going to have multiple faces in a match it's very hard for them to focus on more than one and i mean specifically in the women's division yeah more than one baby face at a time and because Bianca is the big baby face and the champion, there's not a lot of room for baby faces underneath. Yeah. And it does. I think that's stupid <laughs> from a yeah. standpoint. Come on. Again, you don't have to have the title to be important and to make programs work. Come on. It's just, ah, the, yeah. The, there was a ready made program with Liv and Zelina. Yeah. So why aren't we going through that? So, yeah. Why is Zelina now involved in this other thing? And now that Sasha's back, if her and Bianca are going to go at it, what are you doing with everyone else? Mm-hmm. Now you have yeah. to kind of start from scratch. Are you going to pick it back up now and be like, oh, yeah, we we decided to leave it for two weeks. But now that, you know, Sasha's back, they're going to take out that. So now we've got here, here's Liv Morgan versus Carmella again, or Liv Morgan and Zelina, which I'll be happy because it's getting Liv Morgan back on TV. Right. But we shouldn't have had two weeks of nothing. How, how, how about we revisit that? We do revisit that, and maybe Carmella and Zelina start to team up on Liv now that Sasha and and Bianca are doing their thing, mm-hmm. and she gets some help from Tony Storm. There you go, Tony Storm, of course, making her debut uh, a couple weeks ago on SmackDown, which is awesome. Great to have her. Lovely and beating Tony Storm, beating. Oh, uh, oh, uh, Zelina, Zelina Vega, yeah, Zelina. Zelina there yeah built-in story built-in story um yeah come on wwe i mean they've got crowds back and live got massive reactions yeah on smackdown and at money in the bank and what they're just not going to acknowledge that just going to pretend that didn't happen yeah apparently (laughs) uh, strike while the iron is hot man that's that's what you got to do um so yeah, oh, who knows? But we shall see. Hopefully, maybe uh, tonight we'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe. I hope, but we'll see. Um, we also got confirmation: Cena and Reigns. It's official. 
in what I always think is just the dumbest angle in the world yeah. when it comes to professional wrestling. And they even made fun of it themselves this time, but they still did it. Yeah, it? they still did the tongue in cheek. At least, at least Pierce made it kind of a joke, kind of thing. He's like, "Yeah, you're right, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna let it stand." Yeah. <laughs> the fact that uh, we get this contract signing with Balor and Reigns, and uh, oh, and of course, before this, we we start off the. <laughs> the night basically with cena and baron corbin <laughs> yeah yeah which i'm really enjoying the baron corbin stuff yeah it's entertaining it's yes. funny um what i really kind of want to happen i saw somebody mention this and i was like that's a freaking great idea is he needs to go back to nxt and work for la night <laughs> <laughs> That would be pretty great. I think that would be hysterical. <laughs> um, it would be super funny. But anyway, so it ends up he gets an F5 from Cena because he's begging and Cena's going to help him out. But Cena only has so much money on him and he gets upset that he can't give him more. So, so he gets an attitude adjustment for his trouble. But then he comes out during the contract signing. Wait, did you see, did you see when uh, Kayla interviewed um, Corbin? on talking smack no no i did back, back in the hallway he's just slumped in a chair and he's so sad and she and she's interviewing just kind of like asking him like how he got to this point he's going through this whole story and then she finally gets around to the spaghetti stains on his shirt and she's like how why, why why do you have spaghetti stains on your shirt he said he had a can of spaghetti but could no longer afford his can opener so he just <laughs> pounded it on the pavement to open it up are you, are you renting your can opener? I know. Like, the layers you know, to this. I, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he used the curb to pound a spaghetti can open. And, <laughs> that and, image and just you know delighted what, me. And what kills me about this is he's obviously talking basically about Chef Boyardee, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And that has the pull top. You don't, have, you don't need a can opener <laughs> for it. That's the part that kills me. <laughs> So maybe he meant he actually paid somebody to come over and open his game. With what? With He's what? broke. Yeah. Well, I mean, beforehand. Beforehand. Oh, oh, oh. Beforehand. Oh, man. But yeah, loving, loving the storyline. I think uh, we're finally getting to see uh, Baron Corbin and what he actually brings to the table. Mm-hmm. He's very talented. He is talented. He's a talented guy. Mm-hmm. Um but getting to see that side of him, the humor and mm-hmm. uh, the self-loathing is really, really good. Really and it's different. It's something we haven't seen before. And I'm re- because of what they trademarked, I'm really interested to see how we go from this to Happy Corbin, if that is yeah. where this is going. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see where the end game is here. Uh, but yeah, so he, he interrupts the contract signing, beats up. Uh, Balor throws him out the ring and is going to sign the contract so he can put himself in the main event. And then out comes Cena and he beats uh, Baron Corbin, picks up the contract, signs it uh, in Sharpie, uh, <laughs> big blue Sharpie, I think. And um, doesn't really even sign it, he printed his name. Yeah, I think. Printed his name. <laughs> yeah. Cena. Uh, but yeah, so we get Cena. We get Reigns at SummerSlam because there for a while we were kind of concerned. <laughs> yeah. With the whole Finn Balor coming back. Like, okay. But again, yeah. 
now we get built in. We're going to get Balor versus Corbin. Right. That's definitely going to happen. And I'm betting Balor will probably be first up after SummerSlam to take a crack at Roman. Yeah. I think that's yeah. where that's eventually going to go because I don't think they're taking the belt off of Roman. I don't think so. Either. Especially since Cena is probably back as a temporary stopgap. Yeah. Probably just through SummerSlam, maybe the week yeah. after. I don't know. Uh, I'm just speculating. Yeah, just speculation. Like, yeah, but uh, with because they're calling it a 15 city tour of yeah, and, and with yeah. his his movie career and everything else, it's not right. like he can take a huge amount of time off, right? Um, uh, for wrestling. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm excited for this. I think the match is going to be great at SummerSlam. Cena and Reigns are going to tear it down. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited for Reigns and Balor after that. I think that's going to be a yeah. really good program. And as far as the signing the contract, let, let, let's really think about how this started. And if this was real, Reigns wouldn't have the ability to turn down Cena anyway. Yeah. If if they wanted, if Sonya and 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 Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce uh, wanted to have Cena versus Reigns at SummerSlam that's what it would be yeah so that's how i look at this they're just doing what they want because they can they're in charge that's the match they want that's the match we're gonna get true but i do like the flip side it's like if it, if if wrestling logic worked in other arenas uh, of any facets of life it's like you're at work and there's one position for yeah. somebody higher up and you got a counter yep. that he's going to be the new president well, i just gave him a stunner and signed my name yep <laughs> i'm now my, the, my music hit <laughs> F you, Jeff Bezos. I'm now <laughs> hard to handle by the Black Crows starts playing yes. and I bust through the door. <laughs> oh, it'd be amazing. Amazing. Oh, man. But yeah, so why don't you give us a little bit of an update? What's going on in stardom right now, man? All right. The five star Grand Prix tournament has begun your yearly round robin tournament, double round robin tournament, really, where the two winners meet there's a red side and a blue side and the two winners meet in a singles match um to determine the winner and yeah it's underway it got underway this past weekend surprised me they had two shows a saturday and a sunday show while i was out of town and put them both on pay-per-view oh wow <laughs> yeah so I, I didn't get them i didn't have time i didn't have time to watch them um it would be three hours out of both of those days and i didn't i didn't have it um so i the first one's already up on stardom world i started watching it today um so the way it works you win you get two points you get a draw that's one point you lose no points then you add up all the points and then you win your your bracket if you have the most points or if you're tied with someone who you beat um right then you win um and so yeah some already some some upsets here um I sent you a text. I was so freaking excited. Momo Watanabe beat Mayu Watani. Yeah. On night one. Um, and then lost to Natsupoi on night two. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if that's going anywhere. Uh, but Natsupoi lost to Kaguma uh, on night one. So I, I don't know what the logic is behind any of this. It's just <laughs> madness right now. Um, I know uh, Mayu beat Julia. So Julia took a loss. Um, Micah beat the World of Stardom champion Utami Hayashishita on night one. Micah is a mid-carder. 
<laughs> a, a pretty solid one in Donna Del Mondo, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know what's gonna. I still feel like Shuri's gonna end up winning this thing, um, but uh, you know me, I, I, I'm hoping for a Momo, Momo victory here, but of course, I'm not counting on it. But it's encouraging to see her beat Mayu. Gotta say, I don't think she's gonna get totally steamrolled in this tournament if she's beating Mayu on night one. So hopefully something will come out of it for Momo, if not a win. But it's it's definitely an unpredictable tournament. It was unpredictable last year as well, and at least individual matches. Uh, I think Utami was the favorite last year, and she did win. Uh, so I don't, we'll see if Shuri wins. Uh, I kind of think that's where we're going. But I thought she's going to win the Cinderella tournament too, so we'll see. Excellent. Excellent. So I guess that's all from stardom? Yeah, it's, it's all about the Grand Prix right now. All right. Well, very, very cool. I'm digging that. Um, hold on, get back to there. It is. Oh, Mina Shirakawa did get a win on night one as well. So nice. good to see that. Yeah, yes. over over uh, Kukigan Death. So um, I haven't read all the results. I'm trying not to read as much as I can, and I'm just I'm watching. I've just started the first show today, so I'll have a better idea next next week what's going on. All right. Very, very cool. Um, Thank you for that. Uh, and I think it's interesting because uh, not just with stardom, but it seems like a lot of the, the Japanese promotions do like a, a big Grand Prix tournament every year. Yeah. I know New Japan has one as well, um, which I, I don't know if it's called the five-star Grand Prix as well. I don't think so, but I, I think something similar. similar. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I like that. I'd kind of like to see that kind of, I'd love to see something like that mm-hmm. in, in WWE or AEW or TNA. Something like yeah. that. Um, let's move on to some NXT. And uh, got to talk about uh, Cameron Grimes, one of the best things going on in NXT today, baby. <laughs> he wrestled in his, in his in butler his tux. Butler <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've got DiBiase back, and he's encouraging Grimes. and, and, and Yeah, he, he consoled him. Yeah. After after the the loss, because you know the LA Knight bailed on him. Yeah. Because they took on what the Grizzled Young Veterans, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, this it, this keeps getting layered, keeps getting better and better. How long do you think they're going to drag this out? Well, I don't. You know, DiBiase was telling him, "You've got to find a way out of this situation." So, you know, I I, I feel like we're. I don't think it's going to be too long. I don't think they're rushing it. But I, I feel like, you know, we've got uh, this takeover that they forced on us on a Sunday night. That's that true. I, I had free. Um, <laughs> and so I feel like we'll get something relating to this at that takeover. Okay. Yeah. The night after so-and-so. Because you don't want to, you don't want to drag it out too long. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think this is great. I can't wait to see it. Uh, I mean, Grimes is just gold, man. The fans love camera Grimes. <laughs> yeah. And he's that lovable loser, like I've talked about. And again, Mm -hmm. he eventually has to win. Mm -hmm. But if he starts winning more than he loses, then he will lose his appeal. So um, he needs to win at the end, but only at the end. Yeah. Just at the end. Yeah. Um, As many of us expected, it is going to happen at TakeOver. As you mentioned, it's coming up on the Sunday after SummerSlam. Uh, We're going to get Samoa Joe who is now reinstated uh, as a performer against Karrion Cross 
for the NXT Championship. I, uh, why am I supposed to think Karrion Cross has a chance? I know, right? It's like, <laughs> so Joe's going to be the champ. <laughs> so Karrion yeah. can just go to Raw. I guess. Yeah. I, I, that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense to me. Makes sense. I, I just don't understand how I'm supposed to be that invested in this match after what we're seeing on, on Raw. Raw. Which yeah. we're gonna get to that in a little bit, yeah. but but keep that in your in your head as we're gonna get there and talk about that. But yeah, um, but let's move on to uh, Index, Indy Hartwell, Dexter Loomis, a romance that everybody wants except for the Garganos, which led us to the love him or leave him match. Love her, or leave her. I love, love her. Love her, or yeah. leave her. Uh, which the stipulation being if Gargano wins, then no more. No mas on the index. But if Loomis wins, he is free to have her hand in a relationship or you know, however you want to say it. Right. Uh, which I, I will. This is yeah. one step below custody for Dominic. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Talk about, wow, stipulations. <laughs> but at least, and I will say this, because the match itself was good. Yeah, and back and forth. I like the uh, the um, uh, what am I trying to say? The uh, the drama with uh, Candice and Indy coming down to to ringside and Aaron Gargano and them talking the whole time, blah blah blah. Uh, and then you know Gargano put him in the Gargano escape, and then Indy kind of making him. Uh, that was kind of creepy though. The him reaching for the rope and then kind of stroking the side of her face. Yeah, before grabbing, I was like, okay, <laughs> but eventually, deal, though. that's just how, yeah, yeah, that's just yeah, that's just yeah. Loomis. Uh, but uh, Gargano uh, hits the the DDT. What's the name? I can't remember what's the name of that one. The uh, um, yeah, I'm blanking on it too, but the one where he slingshots over the top rope, yeah, the slingshot DDT yeah. over the top rope hits that, gets the, the pin, is, is walking Indy up, and is like, it's over, and then. In, in a nod of okay let's let's destroy how ridiculous the stipulation is <laughs> right yeah yeah if indy wants to be with him she's her own person she can go be with him and she does right yeah so interesting to see where they'll go from this obviously the gargano family is not going to be split up yeah. as far as the four of them together um the end of indie wrestling the end of indie wrestling that is the one downfall of this <laughs> um but but yeah but i mean hey it gives you a built-in program you could have indie versus candace yeah i'm all for that all for that um you could continue with loomis and gargano in a storyline for a while if you want um there's plenty to be done here mm-hmm. but i i've i've enjoyed the the loomis gargano indie kind of triangle even though it's not yes. a triangle between Indy and Gargano other than as right. a family basically but uh but I've enjoyed that storyline I like it a lot yeah the, the forbidden love yeah yeah and then of course we were all wondering when it was going to happen and it finally did um we got the the stab in the back mm-hmm. Raquel Gonzalez uh looking for a new challenger, great promo work going out. And Dakota Kai is like, yeah, 
no one can stand up, blah, blah, blah. And then she just attacks her from behind. Bam. So yeah. Coda. She was too down. enthusiastic on the mic. I saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> she you was so, was yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say this, this past week's uh, NXT, the promo, uh, and just the, the kind of real emotion and almost sad uh, with the kind of, backstage camera and she looks down she's like i'm no one sidekick it was just so sad yeah <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> yeah so i i think it's gonna be great i like dakota kai um yep could she dethrone raquel i wouldn't mind it wouldn't mind it and it would make sense as a lot of rumors lately have raquel get, getting called up to do what yeah again using the women they have yeah um but yeah so but yeah i would not be bad i think dakota kai definitely deserving of a run as the women's nxt champion absolutely most most definitely uh let's jump over to aew um now granted we are recording this show a little earlier than we normally do because of stuff going on so the most recent episode of dynamite we can't comment on because we won't have seen it because um, it started uh, eight minutes ago. Yeah. So <laughs> full disclosure, we're recording on a Wednesday. It's about 8.08. So we're not in on that. But let's talk about what happened the previous episode that we didn't get to talk about. As it relates. I, I didn't get to see this at all. Oh, okay. So this is you. <laughs> well, the biggest takeaways that we have to talk about. Number one is uh, Jericho and Nick Gage, the death match. Um. Now, to be fair, our friend and friend of the show, Nate, actually was at this mm-hmm. uh, show. Said he really, really enjoyed the the experience live again uh, to see some wrestling with some fans. He had a really, really good time. Now, this match itself, the uh, the death match, I mean they they really didn't hold back. This was this was a full on death match. This was a Nick Gage match on TV live, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Um, a lot of controversy and humor coming out of this as at one point in the match, Nick Gage uses a pizza cutter on Chris Jericho's forehead and they do the picture in picture commercial break thing. And of course it's a commercial for Domino's. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> just absolutely. Wow. And it's just kismet. There's no way they planned this. There's no. no way this was on purpose. I, I, I fully believe that as someone who's done, uh, work in in radio and tv and advertising a lot of times you don't know the spot that's coming up on that level um, and even if you did do you think that gage could have pulled that timing off i know right i mean that's that's yeah for real um but the matches it was very brutal uh you had uh light tubes you had a frankensteiner through like a glass table um just crazy nick gage breaks a light tube and starts trying to cut jericho open with it uh, but Jericho does finally pick up the victory after smashing some light tubes on Nick Gage and then hitting him with the Judas effect. Um, and then, of course, MJF comes out and uh, kind of paraphrases and quotes uh, CM Punk's pipe bomb promo from the beginning. Uh, if you remember when he comes out at the beginning, uh, J- CM Punk says, Hey there, John, as you lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as possible. And then goes on. MJF comes out and says, Hey there, Jericho, as you lay there, 
bleeding and broken and hopefully as uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> so a little call out, a little reference to CM Punk there. Uh, there were several throughout the night. We'll talk about a few others. Um, but he says your next labor uh, is going back to the WCW days. And uh, as they're kind of going through, I guess, the, uh, the faces of Jericho, <laughs> um, as this was Painmaker Jericho, uh the one before this i guess was just kind of regular jericho with him and uh uh who was it ty dillon no yeah ty dillinger uh not what he goes by now oh no 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 but yeah that but sean spears sean spears yeah um regular jericho (laughs) regular jericho uh and this is going to be lionheart jericho i guess from the cruiserweight day he's gonna be taking a hooventude guerrera hoovy um pretty exciting to have hoovy back crazy thing is hoovy's not that old (laughs) he's been in wrestling for like 30 years and he's not even 50 yet (laughs) wow that's crazy yeah yeah (laughs) so i think that's going to be cool i'm excited to see that later on tonight um when it airs uh so the big question is is who's the ne- who's going to be the final because obviously trial number five the last trial is mjf that, yeah you know so we got one more trial before that so it's not five and then him he's the fifth one no from what i understand he is number five so four okay. trials and then mjf so what about uh paul white that was my thought jericho and yeah. you seem to be going through this history of jericho you have paul white there now why not yeah that could be you know because paul's in phenomenal shape yeah um, and could easily do a match why would he agree to it in character that's the big question it's like but of course as wrestling uh, enthusiasts know as you followed he will turn on you at the drop of a hat <laughs> that's true so you got the money I got the heel work for you. (laughs) So so it could be as easy as that. Who knows? But I think that would be, that's a, that's a good way to go. Could be him. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, so I'm really enjoying the Jericho and the trials uh, or the labors, call them the labors, the labors of MJF. Uh, Also at AEW, uh, again, we said the CM Punk references abound. The other just amazingly like, in your face one was Darby Allen and Sting cutting a backstage promo and Darby's just like, you know, everybody wants to be the best and everybody knows coming to AEW and dynamite is where you show that you are the top game. And, and just cause you say that doesn't mean anything, but you want to come here, you want to prove it, go ahead, but you got to step in the ring with me, even if you are the best in the world. And he slowly kind of said that. And this promo happened right after, Tony Khan had come out to the live crowd and said, Rampage is coming August 20th live from Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Huge CM Punk chants uh, broke out. Of course, you knew they would. I think at this point, if CM Punk isn't all elite, wow. <laughs> what trolls, right? Yeah, it's like, man, talk about trolling at an absolute just a plus level yeah <laughs> ultimate trolls in AEW if punk's not coming <coughs> so i so i and i think what i mean 
you have to think August 20th, he's going to be there for the first episode of Rampage. Uh, In Chicago, I mean, if you have him and that's not where he shows up, then what are you doing? I mean, yeah, if you have him and you don't put him on Rampage for the debut of your new show, which is going to come live from Chicago, then you are as dumb as WCW was not putting Bret Hart on TV literally four to five days after the Montreal screw job. Right. What is wrong with you? So, yeah. If you have punk, that then we're going to see him. That's just how I what I feel. Yeah. So excited for that. I uh, get get to have punk return to the world of wrestling the 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 weekend of my birthday. So yeah. <laughs> it'd be great. Um but uh other big things of note coming up on tonight's show. Of course, like we said, we got Jericho versus Hoovy. We've got Malachi Black be taking on Cody. Uh, with his first in-ring performance with AEW. That's coming up on the show on tonight's Dynamite. Uh, tonight for us. Tonight for us. Be a couple days in the past if you're listening to this on Friday. And um, also, uh, Allie is supposed to be taking on Layla Hirsch. Uh, and the winner, supposedly, is getting a title shot. So, <laughs> again, rankings. <laughs> rankings. Welcome to AEW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wins and losses are great, but they don't matter. <laughs> nope. Um, or, or one matters. Yeah, one matters. Only one win matters yes. when, when you're in a number one contenders match. That's the only one that matters. Now, to be fair, we both said we're not going to be disappointed if either of these ladies gets a match with Britt because we love them both. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Layla Hurst, especially, lots of impressive work from her. She's great. Yeah. That'll be a fantastic match between her and Britt. And we're just big fans of the bunny. Yeah. She's Brit's funny. gonna win. Huh? Oh, Brit's yeah. Britt's gonna, gonna win regardless. Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, I, I don't think you take that belt off of Britt for six to eight months. Yeah. You leave that on her for a while. Yeah. Um also just in the rumor department, as this kind of broke today, apparently, and again, I say again, speculation or rumors, because until it happens, it's not official. But a lot of people inside are saying that uh, Ruby Soho, formerly Ruby Riot, has signed with AEW and is imminently going to be showing up on their programming. Wouldn't surprise me. Could be tonight. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. um, so who knows about that? Oh, and I guess and we and since we're saying that we got we got to kind of jump back to NXT real quick and talk a little bit about this. This uh, the news about Adam Cole. Oh, right. And the contract situation now, of course, doesn't mean he's going anywhere, but this story in general is just, it's almost unfathomable, unfathomable. I can never say that word. Superfluous. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that his contract expired uh, around the great American bash and nobody knew it. And so they, rushed and quickly got him signed an extension that goes through SummerSlam. So essentially he is a free agent. <laughs> yeah. Um, SummerSlam, uh, which is crazy to think about when you, especially when we talked all about this stuff with, uh, with Nick Khan and being all about, you know, these budget cuts and blah, 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 blah. And being so focused on contracts. How do you let somebody's contract coming up? slip through the cracks yeah like that's crazy and i mean it's not like adam cole is a mid-carter right 
he's he's a headliner for NXT, mm-hmm. hands down. So uh, interesting. Do you think he stays? Do you think he goes? Um, I think he stays. I could definitely see it. I, I think it really depends on obviously they're going to be going and talking about things leading up right. to the next two weeks. Because uh, I think a big thing for him is going to be okay. Where are we going? Yeah, with my character. Um, but I mean, I could see the pros and cons of both. I mean, we're going to get this. I guess this final blow off match between him and and Kyle O'Reilly, um, which could then give him a the exit to leave. And again, okay. I think that's why they're doing it because it's like okay, if he decides not to stay with us, he's probably going to take the loss <laughs> at this mm-hmm. match. Um, if he wins, it probably means he's signed. <laughs> he's resigned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he loses, it probably means he might be going, or could mean that he's being moved to a different roster. Yeah, could be either war. Um, he's also kind of a heel in this, so it would make sense for him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you do have his real life girlfriend slash fiance in Britt mm-hmm. Baker, mm-hmm. who's in AEW. And even she had an interview where she was like, Of course, I would, you know, love it if he was over here, but I wouldn't be the reason he comes here. Yeah. It's like he has history with all these people that work here from the independents. It'd be more them that he'd come here for anything else. Mm-hmm. So um, who knows? Now, Cole might do better in an AEW setting. I wouldn't mind if he left, to be honest. <laughs> His style is not my favorite. And I, I think it's it's more like some of those other talents in AEW than it I, is a lot of people in NXT and WWE. And for me, it, it's more of not, you know, personal preference notwithstanding, but I just think he could have more success in AEW than he could going to Raw or SmackDown. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like in NXT, it still works because they're, they're kind of that that bridge. Yeah. Between kind of what we get on AEW and kind of what we get main roster with WWE, NXT is kind of the mixture of both. Um, whereas I just don't I don't know how well he gets over on on Raw or SmackDown or gets into a top tier program with some of the other talents that's there. Again, a lot of it's because of how Vince views people and size. Mm-hmm. Um but in AEW, that doesn't really seem to be a ceiling. Right. Um, so, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, something to keep an eye on. Be uh, be curious to see what he decides. Um, let's move on to Raw uh, from this past week. I'll let you take this one. I love how you put this on our run sheet. Drew uses an effing sword. What happened? What what was this? What, this was this was exceedingly violent. For yes. Raw. Um, he's a face. He's a face, and you've got gender and and um, uh, his his two flunkies. Um, I'm blanking on both of their names. <laughs> um, Shanky. T- yeah, Shanky and. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'll it will yeah. likely come to me. Um, but anyway, they have chairs. 
he pulls out a sword. What's the plan? Death. <laughs> and, and by the way, this is the same sword he was so concerned about a couple of weeks ago. And now he's swinging it at chairs. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, what if he'd hit Ginger's fingers? Yeah. He could have legitimately had a serious injury on accident. Yeah. But it's it's weird because this is this is the way they're going with Drew, because we had the excessive amount of chair shots. Mm-hmm. And now we've got him pulling out a sword. It's like, what what's next? Maybe he watched Masters of the Universe. Maybe he watched excited. maybe he watched Nick Gage and Jericho. Maybe. Maybe this maybe. is the maybe this is their answer. This is them answering maybe. the hardcore fervor. Like we're not gonna do a death match, but here, here's the dude with a sword. He's, he could stab somebody. Yeah. He's supposed to be a face. I remember when um Bruce Pritchard was talking about who was it? Oh, it was uh, Giant Gonzalez Eligante mm-hmm. at the time who had a match coming up with Ric Flair and in a backstage promo said, Ric Flair, I'm going to kill you. And they were like, no, you can't say that. You're a face. You cannot say that. And Drew just led a chant. Drew is going to kill you. He yep. led that chant himself. Yep. This is not good. No. This is not good stuff. No. Uh, the chant's awesome when it happens organic because of Samoa Joe. Yeah, or That's whoever awesome. else the crowd decides to use it for. And they use it for, you know, it's interchangeable. They use it for a lot of people. But Drew shouldn't be leading it. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying no, nobody the, should be leading it. Yeah. That's the first time I ever heard the chant was with Samoa Joe in okay. TNA. Yeah. They would chant, Joe's going to kill you. Joe's going to kill you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Him leading the... Yeah, it's very odd what they're doing with with Drew here. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't like it. On a side note, and I think it's just really, really funny, apparently, um, before they finalized the original iteration of the three-man band, Dean Ambrose was rumored to be one of them. (laughs) Oh, I didn't hear that. I can't remember who the other one was, Dean Ambrose and somebody else, and I can't remember who the other one was, but Dean Ambrose (laughs) stuck out. I was like... Okay, that would have been a totally different three-man band. <laughs> um, but yeah, what they're, they're just trying to be edgy. I don't, I don't know. They, I'm sure they have some sort of justification. I'm sure to them it makes sense, but I'm not seeing it. I agree that they have somewhere they're going with it. I do not agree that they understand it. <laughs> yeah. Um, also official now for SummerSlam, Lashley and old. I mean Goldberg. Uh, is also official. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's just, I mean, it'll be good for Lashley to have this win yeah. on his record as champion. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. As long, yeah, as long as we don't get the Goldberg somehow winning, I, I becoming champion. It. I don't uh, see. His kid changed a lot in five years. Good Lord. Yeah. Talk about growing up quick. Like somebody, somebody posted, made me laugh. I was like, Noam Dar has been recast as Goldberg's son. <laughs> kind of looks like <laughs> wow, Noam he Dar. does kind of look like Noam Dar. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that, but yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's, in five years, this son has really grown. Um, but yeah, so 
Last thing, Goldberg. I mean, yeah, this is just for box office, basically. It's a big marquee match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, they really haven't built any other faces other than Drew that would justify a SummerSlam main event level match. Yeah, and you so, just you just did Kofi, so you don't want to do that again. Right. Um because I think that could be a SummerSlam match. I think but, it could be, but yeah, we yeah, just did they, it and we did it in seven minutes. Yeah. So you yeah. kind of wasted that. Um, and this match won't be long either. Oh, probably not. No, under 10. I think, in fact, I would almost think Goldberg hits all his big moves, but Lashley either no sells or kicks out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, beats the trash out of him. Yeah. Him the, the hurt lock and he either passes out, probably passes out. I don't see Goldberg tapping. Tap. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's hard to see him passing out. That would be crazy, actually. Now, I, that didn't even occur to me. Seeing yeah, Goldberg losing a submission, man. Yeah, that's what I instead of you know having him losing a submission hold, doesn't have to give up, right? But having him pass out and can't continue, that would be pretty. Well, it, it's sick. like we were you know we were talking about summer uh, not summer thing but SmackDown matches in our three count today, and one that you know came to mind was Brock Lesnar versus Hulk Hogan back in yeah. two thousand two where Brock beat him with a bear hug. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. And they did the three arm lift, Mm -hmm. you know, drop it three times his whole career. That finger started shaking on that third drop. And this time it dropped and the match ended and it was shocking. Genuinely shocking. This was a face Hogan too. This wasn't NWO Hogan. This was red and yellow Hulk Hogan not fighting out of a submission hold. So um, I don't know that Goldberg would be that big, but it would be, you know, com- comparable. Well, I mean, it'd still be pretty big because, I mean, as yeah. far as I know, Goldberg has never lost via submission. I don't think so. I don't believe no. so. It, I don't think so. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That, would, that would be a great feather in the cap for Lashley if you really yeah. want to put that rocket on him. Like, this guy's serious. You have him handle Goldberg kind of like how Lesnar did Cena. Mm-hmm. Beat the trash out of him and just make him pass out. Or hell, even if you made him tap out. Right. Like, wow. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, let's talk about Karrion Cross and his um, experiment or whatever you want to call on the main roster. Um, he, we had a rematch. And again, this is another problem we're having with WWE right now is it's funny because we're kind of covering two weeks. We didn't really, not really covering two weeks, but we are because a lot of this stuff happened a week ago. Right. And it's just being rehashed again in rematches. And we're talking about the, the rematches. It's what uh, we're saying. They, they should be building to a match. They should create a rivalry that builds to a first match, not have a first match that then creates a rivalry of a thousand other matches. Yeah. It's, it's just backwards thinking. But so two weeks ago, uh, when we had the return of Keith Lee, Oh no, not the return. He, he came back and lost to Lashley. But then the week after that, he challenges carrying cross and carrying cross beats him. Yep. And it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe at least you're rehabilitating cross since you had him lose to Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, then uh, past Monday, this past Monday, he takes on uh, Keith Lee again, 
And in true 50-50 booking, he wins this time. Keith Lee wins. Keith Lee, yeah. Um, so it's like, okay. Um, interesting. Yeah, so he ends up uh, beating Cross. Keith Lee beats Cross this time. Uh, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> what, where do we go from here? What's next? Not only that, but like why, if I'm a casual fan who really isn't familiar with either of these guys, um, saw a little bit of Keith Lee, but then he went away, kind of forgot about him, don't really know anything about Keith Lee or Karen Cross. Why am I supposed to care about either of them Yeah, at this point? In the last three weeks, both of them have gone one and two. So they're not looking like big threats. And the only wins they've gotten have been over each other. So that shouldn't mean anything to me because right. neither one of them appears to be a threat. So why does it matter if somebody who's not a threat beats somebody else who isn't a threat? So why am I supposed to care about any of this? Yeah. Um, again, I just don't understand the whole thing with carrying Cross and Raw. Why did you even bring him up here? And why not with Scarlett? Yeah. She's such a big part of the presentation. And Vince? We know Vince. Why wouldn't Vince want Scarlett on TV? Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, just I don't understand. And like for me, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm all about you want to bring him to the main roster? Fine. Why not finish up in NXT and then bring him? Or he's your NXT champion. You got to book him stronger. Yeah. If you're bringing him up, if you're going to put faith in him, you got to really do it. You can't. The 50 50 booking just does not work. This it is a really match. It really doesn't. They just shouldn't be having this match. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like you're going to bring him up, bring him up against glorified enhancement talent. Right. Don't put him against Jeff Hardy. Don't put him against Keith Lee. Right. It's like, come on. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like let him beat the trash out of some of the guys that are normally going after the 24 seven title. Right. You know, yeah. they're practically enhancement talent at this point, but not Angel Garza, but not Angel Garza. He's cool. Yeah. We, we like him and great. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I, you know, speaking of the 24 seven title, Oh, yeah. We got to talk about Reggie. Yeah. We got to talk about Reggie, uh, who comes out and pulls a Kofi Kingston. Because I was only using the French yep. accent to get my foot in the door, which I don't understand how that matters. <laughs> well, because Carmella was looking specifically for a French Somali. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was. I got you. <laughs> yeah. You know, he. <laughs> I, I love his whole shtick. I love his whole deal. I love Reggie. I think he's great on every level. Um, and he he's making the 24-7 championship. I don't want to say mean more. I mean, kind of. A little bit. But he's it's also... Having some actual matches is kind of... Nice. Right. In having the actual matches, it's also kind of going against what the 24-7 championship is. So I... I I don't really, I'm enjoying what they're doing, but I'm wondering if maybe the 24-7 championship should have a rule change or should be a different belt or shouldn't be involved in this or something. Because if we're just having regular matches, what makes it the 24-7 title? Yeah. 
I mean, you can kind of, it's almost like the hardcore title back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's defended 24 seven, but they had matches in the ring, but then, you know, it could change hands outside of that. Because I, I think we do need to get away from the, the group of people chasing all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's played out. That's done. Yeah. We need to stop that. Yeah. I do like that the 24 seven, uh, championship matches have ended with something other than a roll-up mm-hmm. you know actual finish to a match because we've had a match is great and i like that flipping senton thing that he does it's pretty cool he landed on his face yeah <laughs> he landed on akira chazala's face with his butt <laughs> bonsai <laughs> um but yeah i'm liking i'm liking the reggie persona change uh incredibly gifted athlete with all mm-hmm. the flips oh, and stuff. Gosh. good lord yeah he, he's fun to watch he is yeah, fun to watch absolutely absolutely yeah so yeah but it, it does beg the question it's like it does it needs something we need something to change here as far yeah. as the 24 7 championship goes like mostly we need something official to come from them to say okay this is what's going on now um but yeah because nobody's chasing it and you're right, it's played out, but according to the rules, why isn't that happening anymore? That should still be happening. Yeah. It's like we get the little bit of the chase at the end of the match just so he can do a cool escape mm-hmm. has been kind of the impetus for it now. So it's like, okay. Whereas, like I say, back in the day with the uh, hardcore title, the, the writers were able to weave it in better. Mm-hmm. And it made a lot more sense. Uh and so I, I don't know. So hopefully uh, they can get better on track with that. But I do, I do like where they're going now. Mm-hmm. It does make me kind of care about the 24 seven championship and at least yeah. I'm entertained by it now. Right. Right. Um, so we got to wrap things up. We got to talk about the women on raw um, and a few things to talk about. Um, I, I want to point out that women have main evented the last two Raws and the last SmackDown. This is true. This is very true. I'm not upset with that. I think that's awesome. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to g- give a, a special shout out. Let's talk a little bit about Alexa Bliss and Lily, the Lily Lucian, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you will. Um, we had, uh, of course, a couple weeks ago, uh, we had the, with the tag match going on, and then Alexa has a video that comes on and distracts them with the Lily Lucian, blah, blah, blah. Uh, which I guess cost them the victory. Oh yeah. Cause that's where Natalia got hurt. That's right. The Natalia yeah. injury. Um, so get well soon for Natalia. Uh, early report says hopefully about a month and she should be back. Ankle it injury. Gruesome. Yeah. Ankle, which is funny. She said in an interview, she didn't even feel it. She said yeah. it's probably cause the fans were back and the adrenaline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's already had surgery. Uh, and she says, hopefully uh, they're looking at maybe a month, maybe a little bit longer. So Get well soon, Natalia. Um, but of course, yeah, that match, there's the distraction. Tamina ends up picking up the victory. Um, this week, we got one-on-one Tamina and Dewdrop. And I'll say this. I love this match. I thought okay. the two of them did very well. I'm not. And again, it's kind of like how you talked about Randy Orton. Usually Tamina yeah. matches. I just I don't go out of my way to watch them. I just don't. I'm not as entertained by them. Um. But I thought she and Dewdrop had tremendous chemistry in this match. And I thought it was very well put together. I really okay. like it. 
Okay. Um, and of course that towards the end, we got some more uh, shenanigans with bliss. Cause Tamina gets the, the, the victory. And then bliss is like, and the loser is Eva Marie and that whole stuff. Mm-hmm. So then backstage, they attack Alexa while she's on the playground and kind of beat her up and pick up and throw the doll down, blah, blah, blah. And they walk off and then Lily stands up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently we're getting ready to finally get whatever is coming when it comes to Lily. I'm assuming at SummerSlam. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, and i keep I'm, I'm repeating myself over and over but it's at least a women's rivalry without a title involved yes so i'll take it even though it's eva marie i think we could do something more than that but uh you know piper niven do drops involved too so maybe, maybe that will be the match yeah um yeah I, i'm totally down for for piper versus alexa that'd yeah. be awesome um yeah so again it's kind of the you know what is lily going to be is it just going to be this sidekick doll or are we going to get a physical embodiment of the character um by alexa or of someone else yeah so i admit i I think we're finally going to get to see whatever it's going to be Mm -hmm. probably around SummerSlam or shortly after if it's not on that show um so yeah Interested to see that. Yeah. I, I hope we that. get something. I hope we, yeah. I, I really want to see a, a makeover Alexa. Give us a payoff. Like give us some yeah. sort of payoff for this whole Lily um, storyline. Uh, but yeah, let's jump over to the, the title picture because of course it's been announced. We're going to have a triple threat match at SummerSlam between Nikki ASH, uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. And uh, last week, we had Charlotte beating Nikki in a one-on-one match and Nikki afterwards says, I, I almost beat you and I know I can with more preparation. So I want a rematch. Charlotte beats her up and says, okay, you got it. So we got a no hold. It was a no hold barred. I think. Yeah. Uh, for this one. So anything goes and two of them had a great match. Uh, and Nikki ends up winning clean. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. no holds barred match, but it was still a clean victory. Right. Uh, so kudos on them for allowing that to happen. A, finally, Nikki is getting booked properly. If you're the champion. <laughs> I still say with an asterisk, though. Still with an asterisk? Because Charlotte pulled her up twice. Okay. True. True. And I, without that, would have loved every second of it. That's right. I'm, I, I'm okay with I'm okay with the narrative of Charlotte being overwhelming. She's more experienced. She's bigger. She's stronger. I'm okay with having to overcome that. But she's still she being Nikki is still the champion. Yeah, she's still the champion. And to have Charlotte pull her up twice, uh, that I didn't like. Everything yeah. else I was good with. So I, I'm I'm glad Nikki got the win. That was good. Uh, but I, I still had a bit of a sour taste in my mouth because that that says something. Still, I could have beat you. Yeah, and again, it's like, and, do, and it's like I don't know why they did. I mean, oh, I, I kind of see why they did it. They're, they're really trying to put it in your mind that there's no way Nikki can win. 
They're yeah. really putting that in. That's what they're trying to say, which to me says she's probably retaining that title at SummerSlam. <laughs> I, I, as of right now, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I think so. But I don't think they should be booking a champion that yeah, way. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, and it's like, and I hope they're not doing it to protect, like, why do you need to protect Charlotte? Yeah. That's like Charlotte's going to take the loss, so we have to show that she was good enough to win before. Yeah, she, yeah, like that's dumb. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely dumb. Um, I will jump back early in the night. We had Rhea taking on Nia, mm-hmm. and finally, Rhea gets booked the way she needs to get booked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the and Nia takes a pin. Yeah, and Nia takes a pin. It looks like we're not going to keep Nia and Shayna together. <laughs> the crowd was ready for Shayna too. Did you catch that? Yeah, they wanted her yep. to turn. Very, 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 and it's coming. It's definitely coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, kudos to Rhea hitting a riptide mm-hmm. on Nia. That was impressive. Um, uh, Nia continuing the match after getting busted open. Yeah, yeah. She was bleeding uh, heavily. I mean, that was, it was, it was, it was Harvey two face. It was a crimson mask yeah. half of her face. It was, it was pretty gruesome. Um, yeah, they finally book Rhea the way she needs to be booked for her character and her persona. Um, so how again? It's going to make SummerSlam very hard to call. I think with what we've seen, yeah, I think Nikki's going to retain because they're trying to make it look like there's no possible way she can win. Mm-hmm. So obviously she will. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I mean, you could see it with a triple threat match. She doesn't have to do the heavy lifting, so to speak. You've got Charlotte and you've got Rhea. One of them hits a big move on the other. Nikki throws the other one out of the ring real quick. One, two, three. Yeah. Whatever. Take each other out. Yeah. Yeah. So many ways this can happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting, but I do like the fact that you pointed out that the women have main evented mm-hmm. uh three shows uh in a row. In a row. And for all we know, they're gonna main event tonight. We don't know yet. We don't <laughs> Could know. Happen. Yeah. Could happen. But yeah, anything else you want to throw in from Raw? Uh two weeks no Oscar. That's true. No Oscar. We Just got like two weeks, no live, two weeks, yep. no Oscar. And again, it's now granted Oscar has earned time off. If that's what she wants. If that's what she wants. If that's what she wants. If it's, we are too dumb to figure creative out <laughs> to yeah. involve multiple people that I'm sorry, you need better creative. It's that's just how it is. And see, it's crazy that we take a look because, you know, we with our three count, we look back in our retro reviews. We go back and look at the other parts in wrestling history. Rosters have been bigger than what they are right now. And they were able to involve many, many more at the same time and utilize them mm-hmm. on SmackDown and raw hell, even on WCW nitro. And yet now we can't. Yeah. Why? It's especially with the women. Yeah, especially with the women. Yeah. But I mean, good Lord. they. Were, I mean, granted, it was programs that wouldn't fly today with right. some of the brawn panties and the more mm-hmm. sexualized version of it. But you still had storylines 
with multiple female performers on every show. Mm-hmm. And now we get nothing. And a lot of it, I think, is... Uh, well, we don't get nothing, but we, yeah. we have people left out. We have a lot of people left out. They don't utilize yeah. all the talent like they were able to before. Right. Um, and I think... And it's, uh, some people are going to be quick to say it's all McMahon. It's not. He is the overwhelming influence, I guess, because he has final say. But he has a team of writers. Just like any TV show does, they have a team of writers that come up with creative... And I just think if what we hear that a lot of people get hired into these positions that weren't part of the wrestling industry. And I think that's the problem. Could be. You have non-wrestling people making wrestling decisions. And, and there's too many people. Too many. Yeah. I, cause I love when we talk about, you know, like uh, Conrad and, and Pritchard and their podcasts and how he would talk about back in the day, creative was him, McMahon, and like two other people. If that. Talking around McMahon's pool mm-hmm. about what was WrestleMania going to be this year and all this. And yeah. it's like, and think about how great things were back then. Yeah. On all aspects of story. And now it's just, it's been diluted so yeah. much. It's almost become too corporate. Yep. So. But anyway, (laughs) but that's our show this week. Um, Hope we entertained you. Uh, We had a lot of fun as always. Happy to be back. Um, Be coming at you next week again. And as we said uh, in previous shows, uh, you know, we're we're thinking about what works and what doesn't. Um, Life and schedules and stuff tend to get in the way. So we're trying to figure out what's best uh, for us. So, you know, we enjoy that feedback. I know we got a few new listeners this week based on uh, our numbers and, and, and stuff I've seen on the webpage. So welcome to the show, you guys, and the people that have newly liked and subscribed to the show. We appreciate it. But uh, leave us some comments. Let us know what you like about the show the most, um, what you don't like. Uh, so we can kind of fine tune it uh, and make it the best show we can and something that you want to keep coming back and listening to. But um, we will see you next week. I mean, if you want to get, uh, oh, what, what, what is something you loved? I always, I keep forgetting this something I loved. And I, I told you a little bit about it before we started to record what I love this week came from TNA uh, and impact. Well, I guess impacts not TNA anymore. Just impact. Right. Um, they have a, a tournament going on right now. It's a mixed mixed tag tournament, and you had Rosemary, who I'm a huge fan of, and uh, Crazy Steve, part of Decay, taking on Falaba, and I can't remember who his his partner was to save my life, but um, Rosemary and Falaba were in the ring, and Fala slams Rosemary. And he, he's kind of down on his knees on all fours, kind of screaming like, yeah. And then Rosemary, a la Undertaker, just sits straight up looking at him. And he screams like a five-year-old girl. It is hilarious. He's, ah! <laughs> it's just comical. It's great. It's hilarious. Love every second of it. Also, big shout out to Rosemary and Havoc picking up the uh, Impact Women's Tag Team Championships. Thought that a fire and cool. flavor fan. Fire and flavor. <laughs> they, took them, they took them from my team. Uh, had to happen. Had to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, sir? Um, man's Mansoor shirt. Did you see it? I didn't pay attention. Mansoor. Uh, he had a great, a great Kali shirt. 
that has a few pictures of the great Kali. And it says at the bottom, at the top says great Kali, and at the bottom it says, and I'm reading this right off the shirt. I've got it pulled up here. I wanted to get this right. First brown boy to get it popping. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I just thought that was so just I, I don't know. It it amused me. And he was so excited to be wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> now Kali so. was champion, wasn't he? Yes. World world heavyweight champion, not okay. WWE champion, but yes. Yeah. So, so and the first the first one from India. Okay. So I, I yeah. so that's what the shirt is referencing. Okay. Right. Right. Crazy. Yeah. First brown boy to get it popping. Jeez! All right, Mansoor. Yeah, how about that pop for, for Ali? For Ali, man. Must Ali. Yeah, yeah. Granted, you're in the hometown, but still, right? Still. Yeah, yeah. He could be big. He's another one that they don't they don't uh, use properly. I still think he he could be a, an awesome heel world champion. Yes, uh, and again. Uh, Stop 50-50 booking, WWE. I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah. We did not need Mason T-Bar to get a win back over Ali right. and Mansoor. That was stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's positive wrestling. I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I'm really upset with 50-50 booking right now. Anyway. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you want to reach us, please uh, tweet us, message us. You can Get us at Plus WrestleCast. That's P-L-U-S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. Uh, You can get us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. You can even email us. I keep forgetting to throw this in all the time. At P-O-S, pause, WrestleCast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us your thoughts. We'd love to hear it. You guys have a great weekend. We will do, talk. Do, do you have the login for that? Because I don't. I do. I do. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Don't worry. We're good. We're good. <laughs> all right. All right. I got it. <laughs> I wouldn't have put it on there if I didn't have a way. <laughs> I was like, what? We, they can email? Yes, they can no email. Idea. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept, I kept forgetting that I had set up the email account. And, okay. And I just never put it on the on the show. But yes, email is at pausewrestlecast at, e- at gmail.com. Anyway, have a great week. We will talk. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. But by the way, Pause WrestleCast was what originally was going to be the Twitter (laughs) handle. That's right. Until until my friend Mark pointed out that people would use it to call us a piece of shit. (laughs) But it's still our email address. It's still our email address. (laughs) I'm standing by it. I don't care. <laughs> you can send it to the POS WrestleCast at gmail.com. Oh, I love it. I'm not changing it. I'm not changing it. <laughs> oh, we can't now. Can't now. It's staying. It's, 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 it's done. Never change it. I don't, if you hate our show, that's fine. Just listen and <laughs> give us listens. We don't care. If you hate our show, have we got the email address for you? I got the email address for you. Send everything you don't like about the show to the POS WrestleCast at gmail.com address. Oh, that's our show, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon here on Positively Wrestling. Matane.